Israel has renewed its warning for people in the northern half of Gaza to leave as it continues intense airstrikes across the territory. Troops are massed on the border with Gaza ahead of an expected ground incursion. The Israeli Defense Force say that they have struck over 100 military targets overnight and killed a senior commander. Militants have continued to fire rockets into Israel towards Tel Aviv and other areas in the south. The World Health Organization has condemned Israel's evacuation order. It says forcing hospital patients to relocate would be a death sentence. President Biden has spoken with the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and urged him to provide safety for civilians amid the bombardment. Diplomatic efforts to prevent the violence from spreading have been stepped up. Mr Biden's Secretary of State Antony Blinken is visiting Cairo. He's expected to press Egyptian officials to restart talks on getting aid into Gaza through the border crossing. The U.S. is sending a second aircraft carrier to the eastern Mediterranean near Israel. The USS Eisenhower will lead a group of ships aimed at deterring further attacks against Israel, in particular from Iran or the Lebanese militant group Hezbollah. Well, let's cross now to our Middle East correspondent, uh, Yolande Nell. Um, and Yolande, just uh, talk us through uh, the latest that you're hearing. We've been hearing about the, the intensified clashes uh, on Israel's northern border with Lebanon. And, and obviously we're hearing uh, about Israel extending this time period that it's given uh, Gazans to leave the north of Gaza. Just talk us through the developments as they've been coming in over the last few hours. Well, earlier the Israeli military said that it was giving another three-hour window for residents of the northern half of the Gaza Strip to make their way south along a route uh, which it declared uh, to be safe. And we have seen in the past couple of days now hundreds of thousands of people making that journey, some of them on foot with their belongings just in carrier bags or in rucksacks, some people with um, carts, with donkeys, other people with cars using up what little fuel they have left because, of course, Gaza remains under this tight siege by Israel with no food, no water, no electricity and no fuel uh, being allowed in. Now there is growing concern about the humanitarian situation, uh, particularly in the south of the Strip where you have all of these people uh, really in makeshift shelters, in UN schools, places like that, um, they're extremely crowded. And with no aid getting in, uh, there's really very limited means for the, the very limited number of emergency workers in the Gaza Strip to be able to help them. Another complication here is that the lack of internet, um, the lack of um, people with working phones, so communication uh, becomes more and more difficult. Um, we know that the World Health Organization has been raising awareness of these 20 hospitals in the northern half of the Gaza Strip where it said that the evacuation order given by Israel was really tantamount to a death sentence. There are very sick and injured people there and at the moment there are, there are still babies in incubators, uh, things like that, and they're asking how are these people supposed to be moved. Um, this is all complicating, of course, Israel's plans uh, for, for a ground offensive. It wants uh, as many people to leave the north of the Gaza Strip, particularly Gaza City, which we expect to be a real focus. It wants that, that area cleared as much as possible before it goes in, saying it's going to tackle uh, both, Israel, both the Hamas military and governing capabilities. And what has uh, Israel been saying to, there's clearly a mounting pressure on it to, to, to provide safe passage for civilians. We've had President Biden talking about an obligation to provide safety for civilians. And as you say, the World Health Organization really strongly condemning these calls for hospitals patients to have to move. What is Israel saying in its defense? 
Well, Israel is saying that it is Hamas's responsibility as the government in Gaza to help people move. Hamas has been telling people not to leave their homes. Um, and when I asked the Israeli military spokesman about this, um, he told me that really Hamas had got cars, Hamas had got vehicles that it could move people and that really it should, should uh, get involved here. Um, at the same time, of course, yes, there is big pressure on Israel from surrounding countries. Um, Jordan has called for humanitarian corridors. There's a lot of aid which has already arrived in the Sinai in Egypt. That's aid that could easily be taken into the Gaza Strip if Egypt was to open the, the Rafah crossing. Now, Egypt has said it's not going to do that to allow hundreds of people who have foreign nationalities who are stuck in Gaza. It's not going to allow them out until it gets some guarantees that aid can also safely be taken into the Gaza Strip. So that's the situation at the moment. And we know that the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, on his trip, which really defines shuttle diplomacy. He's been going from country to country around the region. That's one of the, the big efforts that he's involved in, is trying to get the Rafah crossing open. Also, uh, you mentioned earlier about Hezbollah in the north. There's real concern there in the north of Israel about what could happen with new um, firing by both sides um, and really a lot of concern that this conflict could spread more widely in the region. That's something that Antony Blinken has been talking to different regional actors about as well, trying to get them to put some pressure on, on the different players um, where, they have, uh, where they have some influence. Um, and uh, in the last few hours, at least one Israeli has been killed and a couple of civilians also have been injured, we understand, by anti-tank missiles. But at the moment, Hezbollah is not using its longer range missiles. If it gets involved, that is going to really change this because it is a very powerful force with a huge arsenal of longer range weapons. Okay, thank you very much. Yolan now for us there in Jerusalem. We can hear now from our correspondent Nick Beek. He spoke to us earlier from Ashkelon in southern Israel. Yes, this is Ashkelon, which is about seven miles from Gaza, where this morning we've heard quite a lot of activity in the air, actually. There's been the distinctive buzz of Israeli um, drones, but also the, the fighter pilots are going overhead. And uh, what they've been doing is they've been flying over us and then a few seconds later we've heard large booms. Bearing in mind we are seven miles away, uh, these they have echoed around this part of southern Israel. So that's the situation on the ground here. We've just heard from the Israeli um, officials that there will be a window, a three-hour window today, in which people in Gaza can move from the north to the south. That is along one specific route. Yesterday, there were two routes that would op were opened up for a, for a bigger window. These timings have very much slipped, but that's what the Israelis are saying today. All the while, of course, the United Nations saying that this is, you know, completely unacceptable. The World Health Organization, for example, saying that trying to move people from the north to the south and that is, you know, just not feasible. And they say specifically, when you look at 2,000 people, they say, who are in intensive care and also in maternity units, them moving from the north to the south, that ta is tantamount to a, a death sentence. So extremely, extremely strong language from them. All the while, Israel saying that it's carrying out a proportionate response to the attacks by Hamas just over a week ago and that this is all part of a, an act of self-defense on their part. Nick Beek there in Ashkelon. Well, a missile fired into Israel from Lebanon has killed at least one person. It hit a settlement near the border between the two countries. The militant group Hezbollah said it was behind the attack. Our correspondent Hugo Bachega gave us this update from Tyr near the border, with, near the border in southern Lebanon. 
So the Israeli emergency services have confirmed that one person was killed, a man in his 40s, three civilians were injured uh, in this community, the community of Shtula uh, in northern Israel near the uh, Lebanese border. And uh, this is the first civilian death on Israel's northern border since the beginning of this war between Israel and Hamas. Now, Hezbollah said he had targeted uh, this uh, community with guided missiles, and uh, they said this was in retaliation uh, after the, uh, the killings of three civilians here in Lebanon. They said that these civilians were killed as a result of Israeli attacks. Uh, the Israeli army hasn't confirmed that they were involved in these attacks. And I think this shows how volatile the situation is along the uh, Lebanese-Israeli border amid fears that Lebanon could be dragged into this conflict. Hezbollah, obviously, a very powerful group with tens of thousands of rockets and missiles, uh, tens of thousands of, of fighters uh, as well. And we've seen that in the last few days, Hezbollah and Israel have uh, exchanged uh, rockets and shelling. So tensions are really high uh, here in this region. And uh, uh, I spoke to a source close to Hezbollah who said that the group is on high alert, but that Hezbollah's next steps will be determined by what happens in Gaza and if Israel goes ahead with this ground offensive in Gaza against Hamas. So, again, a very tense situation uh, and with a number of incidents happening uh, along this border here amid fears, again, that this could uh, become another front in this war. Hugo Pacheco for us there in southern Lebanon.